Welcome back to the Call in Our Shop podcast. I'm Austin. I'm joined by Logan. And today we have a special guest with us today. We have the one and only. We have King Sanders in the building for the people. How are you doing today, King Sanders? We're also joined by Logan as usual. We appreciate you guys all for listening to the weekly uh, podcast posted every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. And uh, first of all, King Sanders, introduce yourself to the people. Hey there, everyone. Uh, my name is King Sanders. If you don't know, I am a sports bet. bet- sports better as well um i do have my own youtube channel as well it is just king sanders um but i do very very similar things here to calling our shot um i do produce my own picks every single day um whether it be like spread picks player props a little bit of everything so um yeah i'm just another just another capper out there well, we appreciate you, man, for coming on to the weekly live, uh, weekly podcast. We're going to be looking to bring on someone new every single week. So definitely know, let us know down below in the comments who you want to see them, uh, next week. But, Logan, how are you doing as well? Oh, I'm, I'm doing great. It's, it's, it's really cool to have a special guest. I mean, the, the people get enough Logan and Austin day to day. That's so, fair. Like, that's fair. Bringing it, bringing in a, a, a third party is awesome. And King Sanders, I really enjoy, you know, watching your videos. I mean, they're, you, you have a really cool scrolling ticker for anybody that, that hasn't seen it. It's really cool. I, a lot of, you know, time and effort definitely goes into your video. So definitely, you know, check, check, check his, his out because Austin and I, we don't know everything, you know, King Sanders might be on a hot streak when we're ice cold. So this is, this is exactly, you know, why there's room for everybody to start their own picks channel, to be honest. hundred percent. I agree. And we'll put his link at the top of the description. I think I, I hear you in the intro every day. You're on the road to 7,000 subscribers. So if you're watching this, definitely goes hit him with a subscribe button, show him what the call on our shot community is capable of. Uh, we would certainly appreciate it, but we appreciate you for joining. We're just going to kind of just chat. We don't really have anything scripted, but I guess we want to start with just asking what got you into making videos and what got you into sports betting in general? Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, so first things first, uh, I know you were talking about my scrolling ticker. So I did want to just give a quick shout out to my editor. He's one of my boys. He's IRL. His name's Seth. He's a great guy. And the fact that he stays up until 1am doing my videos, I have so much respect for him and he he's awesome. But um, yeah, so what kind of got me into sports betting was um, the literally the day that I turned 18. Um, I had signed up for a, like I'd signed up for FanDuel and basically was doing just DFS stuff. And so I had, I had joined a group chat with some of my other friends and they were basically doing the exact same thing. They were kind of just finding what plays worked and we were just doing fantasy basketball literally every single day. We would talk from the time that we woke up. So the time that we went to bed, just about different play, like about different players and who was who had better matchups, stuff like that. So I've been doing it for a long time. Um, but re- what really decided made me decide to get into like the actual videos and stuff, believe it or not, um, it was actually you guys. Uh, and I'm, I'm genuinely don't I'm not just saying that, you know, as a cliche. Uh... Thing, I'm, <laughs> I'm being dead serious. Um, so I had originally started off i was doing twitch and youtube just as like a 2k like you know gaming type of thing and it was like it just wasn't it wasn't something that i was passionate about and i was like you know i do enjoy playing you know video games and stuff but it's it's not what i want to do and so i had kind of gotten some picks from you guys and i was like you know maybe this is something that i could do and i decided to try it with NFL just on Sundays. And it I saw a little bit of, you know, like viewership, but it wasn't anything crazy. But then I f- put out my first ever NBA one and it actually got like, like three or 400 more views than it normally would. And so ever since then I was like, all right, I'm going to try it. And here we are. Here you are grinding every single day, just like both of us. So uh, we, we, I, we know you understand the daily grind it is. And, uh, we appreciate you for doing it for the community, but that's super awesome that you kind of started watching our videos and then kind of started making your own. Yeah, <laughs> and he's found his he's found his niche. I mean, he just identified. I mean, NBA player props. That's that's a huge growing market. I mean, that there's just so many you know bets available in the NBA. I mean, <laughs> basketball season goes on forever, so it's it, that's really cool to to hit on that because. You know, the young kids like betting that. I mean, the, the oldies are stick to spreads and over-unders, but the, the youngins like the, like the player props. So I, I, that's really cool. 
And honestly, oh, yeah. King Sanders, you do a lot more spreads than I do. And I know you're much more profitable at them. You had a pretty good run in college basketball, too, if I'm not mistaken. So I know I kind of like swore off spreads where like by January, I was like, I am, not, I am no yeah. longer doing this. So if you guys need some spreads, go, go to his channel. <laughs> yeah, um, the spreads and stuff, to be completely honest, I really just like to keep it kind of a mixture of both. And the reason being is just because there's a lot of people that like, especially whenever I first started, I was strictly doing player props. There was no spreads, really. I was just doing player props. And um, there was like a bunch of people that would comment. They're like, do you have any spreads that you like for today? And I just kept getting that, that question over and over again. And I was like, you know, maybe I'll implement a couple of them. And then, you know, I started to get on a little bit of a hot streak and I started to like, I watch basketball all the time, but I started to really like dial into a lot of the matchups and you know, what works against what teams. And I just started to roll with it and it, it's worked out so far. So um, the college basketball, I definitely can't say I did on my own. I've had, I've had a lot of help from some of my friends here um, that watch a lot more college basketball than me, but I was, I was okay. I, I think I finished the year like 25 and 15. So, Hey, profit is profit at the end of the day. I'll take that. But yeah, so that's kind of how, that's kind of how I do my mixtures. Just a little bit of both. I mean, I feel like in my experience, when I was doing spreads, I would always kind of like go on a hot streak and then a cold streak. I just needed a when I swore them off and then came back to them to start another hot streak to get back into it. But I swear, the moment I would bring it back, I'd lose on like a backdoor cover and I'd say, you know, this is why this is why I stopped doing them. And I just I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe maybe next year I'll implement some more. Maybe for the NBA Finals or something. Hey, you Austin, you gave a lot of great great information uh, for for college basketball. I was it, I was, it was great great. At college. It, it, your college football picks or college basketball picks were amazing because you know you just took the opposite and you made you made a boatload of money. <laughs> I think in the tournament I was zero for six. I was zero for six oh, in the no. tournament. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't like to talk about that. Maybe next year we'll. Uh, I don't know. Next year, we'll have to see how we want to implement maybe some more college onto the channel. And it's I'm sure you kind of experienced this, King Sanders, because there's I mean, you're just kind of a one man show. Luckily, I have Logan here to help run the and we kind of do both things. But there are so many sports going on all at once, especially when you get to like October and you got like hockey going. you got college basketball about to start up. Then you got NBA starting. You got NFL going. You got MLB. So there's a lot to cover. You kind of want to cover it all for like content sake. But sometimes it's. It's hard to give the people what they want, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Um, I have only been doing this since um, it was like right before Thanksgiving, roughly. Um, so I've only been doing it for like a half of a year now. But um, in that short time frame that I did have, I was doing, you know, I was doing towards the end of the NFL season. I was doing NBA. I was trying to implement both. I was trying to decide, should I do an NBA video and an NFL video like for those days? Or should I just, you know, like kind of like make a longer video, smash it into one. So I have kind of done a little bit of both here for the NBA playoffs. I've kind of been doing my NBA plays because that is what I'm, <laughs> what I'm best at. But then I do kind of add in a MLB play um, and I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do when college basketball comes back around. I truly have no idea. It's going to be a lot to cover. And especially like NFL, whenever that starts back up, there's just there's truly just so much like so many sports going on that it's it's going to be it's going to be difficult. But I'm definitely thinking of ways that I can kind of work around it now for sure. I mean, you got at least six months before, you know, college is back up and running. And then you kind of got like a two week grace period of saying, yeah, these are interconference or out of conference plays. We don't want to bet on those kind of things. You got a little bit of time before you have to go into that. Can I can I suggest what not to do? Uh, <laughs> the the people don't like when you make a video for every single matchup on every single slate of every single sport. I'm not adding anybody on this, but uh, <laughs> just just FYI, don't spam. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. If, yeah, if you know, I, I, you know, and I don't yeah, even need right. to say it by name. <laughs> I think I know who you're referring to, but we will make no more comment on that. Uh, yeah. that I think thing. I got a good idea, but once again, you know, <laughs> I, I won't say anything. <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, there's there's a lot. I mean, as you've kind of noticed, you know, your channel can really take off in a short amount of time. And we've barely been doing videos for, you know, a year and like daily best bets videos for a year and like two months. So the fact that you're six months in, you're already I think you're I haven't I, I was curious to check. 
our numbers six months in versus like your numbers because I feel like they're very similar. So you're definitely on a good path. Uh, obviously, want to support you in any way we can and kind of keep helping grow your channel. But uh, I have a question for you, and I want you to tell the people where you're from, and I want you to tell them about your favorite teams. All right. So I am from Central Illinois. Um, I literally live in the middle of cornfields, and I'm. It's not like a. It's not me just saying that. Like genuinely, right across my street is a cornfield. Um, is it? I literally live in the middle of nowhere, um, out in the middle of the country. But I am. I'm a homer at heart. Um, I'm a diehard Bulls fan. Um, and I will say that just a little, just a little added thing. Um, the only reason that I ever decided to play basketball or watch basketball was because I was over at one of my friend's houses and he had a Bulls game on and it was during Derrick Rose's um, MVP season. That was what got me into basketball. So I ever since then have been a Bulls fan. Um, I am unfortunately also a um, unfortunately also a Bears and a Cubs fan. But um, I will say that I always have a secondary team. And I know that sounds kind of that sounds, sounds like a bandwagon but, team. I will always root for my Bulls. But my backup team I chose I chose like two years ago. I think it was two years ago, like during the bubble, I chose the Phoenix Suns to be like my backup team. And so I'm technically like rooting for two teams, but yeah, I'm a homer at heart. Um, as much as it hurts and as much as Chicago sports is so up and down um, that I am a homer at heart for sure. Can I ask, can I ask why, why Cubs and not White Sox? White Sox are a sexy team. They're fun I never understood that. Why do some people like one and not the other? I, yeah. I agree with that. Um, the, only thing is, the only main reason that I did it was just because my friends growing up were Cubs fans. And so I just mm -hmm. kind of slid into it with them. Um, it wasn't like, you know, one way or the other. Because here in Illinois, you have three fan bases for baseball. You're either a Cubs fan, you're a White Sox fan, or you're a Cardinals fan. So mm -hmm. it's literally like only those three. Like, you you don't find anyone else. And I didn't want to be on the Cardinals because um, like already so many of my friends were there, but like half of my other friends were on the Cubs and I, like I knew about the White Sox, but I never really watched them at the time. And so I just kind of went with the Cubs. It, it was just kind of a last second decision, truly. I mean, you got a world series recently, so yeah. I guess it kind of worked out for you for the better. Now their team's not all that good. They traded yeah. everyone, but <laughs> hey, but Suzuki, Suzuki's nice. He, he's he's pretty good. He I do see a pretty decent future with them, but yeah, that's right. He has started off the season pretty good, but let's transition. You know, we're known for NBA, so we have to ask you: Bulls versus Bucks. What's your what's your outlook for this one? Um, close game one, and and as people are listening to that, the Bulls and Bucks play later on tonight because this goes live on Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. But we are recording it Tuesday night, so luckily they don't play tonight. So you can kind of give your prediction for the for the series and whether or not you want to be optimistic or pessimistic is up to you. Yeah, so I will be completely transparent about this one. I think that the Bucks win in four, um, and I am going to game four in Chicago to watch them more than likely be in the elimination game. But I, there's, there's a bunch of different things here to kind of consider is because last game that we did play truthfully, like a lot of people are saying that, you know, the bulls were, were actually pretty close to winning that game and they were, but the problem was, is the Bucks didn't play good either. I mean, it, it was just a matter of both teams didn't play good. And it's, and when it comes to situations like that, you look at the totality of it, Giannis is going to feast no matter what. So the only way that we are going to really stand a chance in any of these games versus the Bucks is if DeMar or Zach Levine have tremendous nights and are able to even give three-fourths of what Giannis is giving. And the odds of that happening are just going to be very slim because we all know the Bucs are a very good defensive team. And Giannis does a lot on the offensive side of the floor. And when Chris Middleton gets rolling, I mean, they're a really hard team to stop. So in my in my non-biased opinion, I think Bucks in four. But, man, I would love to see us just win one game. I would be so content if we just win one game. So <laughs> A true fan, fan spoke at heart. Uh, I feel like a lot of people probably are on the same page as you. For whatever reason, I've noticed 
the Bucks always seem to struggle in game one. Logan and I can speak from experience because we bet mm-hmm. on them against the Magic. What was that in the bubble? Was what, the the magic, what did we take like the magic team total under or the magic or the bucks spread? All I know is the magic could not miss in that first game and they just absolutely <laughs> went berserk on them. I mean, Logan, do you remember exactly what our bet was? Yeah, no, we, I, I I definitely remember this. We had I had magic or I had bucks first half like spread because I was like, they're gonna absolutely blow out the magic. And I, I think I actually had their bucks full game spread and the magic team total. I was just so under, I was just so like anti-magic because I painful magic fan all my life. Like I know how bad they are, but when I say that the game one bubble magic was one of the best shooting NBA teams of all time, they were, and they had a bunch of no name G league kind of, kind of guys off the bench, the scary, Gary, Gary Clark. They just had a bunch of scrubs making threes left and right. I, I, what what was the final score of that game even? Like it was, it was hilarious. But I hope maybe that wasn't a one-game sample size where the Bucks stink in game one, and then we see tomorrow. Well, technically tonight, the Bucks absolutely blow the brakes off the Bulls. Because I agree, it would be cool to see, you know, at least the Bucks go game five. I, I don't know if we get to a game six, but it'd be cool to at least. I mean, I know Bulls fans are. I feel like this year was an, a very up and down season for for fandom. Now you started off super hot. I mean, you guys were a one or two seed for the majority of the like first half of the season. And, you know, injuries kind of derailed the, the season. And then and the it's plummeting. And at that time, all Bulls fans are like, yeah, well, this is awesome. Winning basketball's back. And then the second half of the year really put a sour taste in everyone's mouth. Even though, you know, at the end of the year, uh, you know, you guys did make the playoffs. And that's something, you know, a Knicks fan or a Magic fan can't say. But I think it was just a, the way that the end of the season ended is just a little bit disappointing. So it'd be nice if they could at least pull a, a game, maybe two off away from the reigning NBA champs. There was a jinx on on his bulls. I, I wonder I wonder who did that. We did do a uh, we did a and uh, one of the earlier podcasts we did like NBA future bets and Logan's and we wanted to give you know some value for NBA championship and Logan put his uh, his pick on the bulls and I swear wow. they lost eight straight. They lost every <laughs> right single after game post after the All Star break. Like he just put money on. Yeah, no. Um, and then mine was the Mavericks, which was looking good, and then Luca got injured, but they're da- they're tied one one now, so maybe mine has a slim chance ahead. Right, Probably not. right. Yeah, um, final uh, score of game one. Would you say I'm sorry? I was just going back to the Magic final score of that game though. Magic one twenty two, Bucks one ten. So miracles can happen for your Bulls. I'm just I'm just letting you know. Vucevic, that's that's the common denominator. Vuce was on that team. Vuce is on this yeah, team. I see a go. lot of similarities. There we go. No, I uh, I was just going to add in just really quick. I do think that one of the huge, huge things that really hurt us as just a team in general is Lonzo going down. And I think that it's a lot bigger than a lot of people think um, because we do still have Caruso and we still do have Io DeSumo, who Illinois, Illinois zone, love him. But um, – you know, we do have like Lonzo going down was so big because when because he was by far our best defender besides Patrick Williams. Well, Patrick Williams was injured for three fourths of the year and then decided to come back. So, I mean, we literally just swapped one defender for the other. And I if I think genuinely we could have took a game like confidently if Lonzo was there. But I but now it's just it's really tough because stopping all three Giannis, um, Chris Middleton, Andrew Holiday is going to be a chore. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's going to be super hard. There's a reason they won the NBA championship last year. I mean, it's they're they're a very good team, as you know. And I'm excited for the Bulls' future. Maybe they get some added depth because I feel like that's what they lacked this year. They didn't have a lot of depth behind. You know, once the guys started going injured, they really were playing super short rotations. They were lucky Desumu really played well this year because I don't know what they would have done if he didn't magically have a great rookie season. And then, yeah, Kobe White is an interesting one. No comment on him. I don't know what to do with uh, that guy. But uh, kind of on a similar note, who would you, if you had to pick one, not only your NBA champion, but who, who do you think who do you think matches up in the finals and who do you think wins it at the end of the day? So that's that's. I love that. I love that. Um, I actually put out a um, a like prediction video, so I am going to like stick to it. But I have a rematch of last year. I have the Suns and the Bucks um, making it to the finals, and the same result. I have Bucks and six. Um, but here, here's the thing: is I truly do think that if any other team 
from the Eastern Conference makes it instead of the Bucks. I do think that the Suns win it. Um, but I but if if the Bucks and the Suns do match up in the finals, I just I, they're not gonna be able to stop Giannis. Giannis is gonna go absolutely berserk again. He's an absolute force, and there's just no one on that team that can really really hold him. And yeah, You're going so against your that, second that, team. Would you say you're going against your second team? I see. Yeah, yeah, I know. Thank I know because because then I'll just be then if it ends up working out, I'll just be happy, you know. So <laughs> this is what it is. <laughs> I guess that works out. Yeah, I, th- I feel like I'm on the same page as you in that. I I really do think the Bucks are really good. I'm curious what happens in this Nets versus Celtics series. I think that's probably the most exciting one I'm watching. I think pretty much everyone's watching in the first round because we don't have a lot of great series. I would say in the first round, but Celtics Nets is a tough one. Who do you have one in that series? Because obviously the Celtics are up one zero after, and I don't think they. I think they play Wednesday night as well. Yeah, I have Celtics in seven, um, and it it's genuinely just a like absolutely perfect round one. I mean, you couldn't ask for two better teams to be in this round one situation. So I'm taking the Celtics, but it's mo- mostly just because. I think that they can put together four games where they can slow Kyrie and KD down enough. I'm not saying they'll stop them, but slow them down enough to where they're able to actually take a couple games um, or, or four of them. But I mean, that's a tough task. We all know Kevin Durant is absolutely insane. We all know Kyrie Irving is one of the best point guards in the league. But I just think that as a total team, I think that the Celtics are one of the best in the league. They their defense is elite and they can do a little bit of everything. So I am taking Celtics and seven. Logan, what about you? Whew. Yeah. I mean, it's to me, it's, it's hard to go against, you know, what, what I saw in game one ep- epic game, right? It had, it actually had me tuning in the NBA because the regular season to me was a little stale at times, but the, the postseason that's the matchup like everyone's glued for. And I, I, I definitely think I, I, I feel like, the perfect storm kind of happened for the Celtics to get win game one, but then now the Nets are going to be more refocused. You've got a fasting for religious reasons, Kyrie Irving. I mean, he, I mean, I, I, I can we just talk about that? Like he's he's, he's out ridiculous. there fasting, and you have a lot of players, you know, in just you know normal eating mode, and Kyrie just is, is unstoppable, flipping the bird. I mean, he Drummond's eating plenty for the both of them. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> Drummond caught a straight on today's spot. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, I and then then like like you said, I mean, KD, KD is a force. I'll I'll take I'll take Nets and seven just because I think there's there's a lot there's just a lot of talent just between those two. I don't I don't trust Jason Tatum and and Jalen Brown to necessarily get it done back against the wall. And and and, and they have Daniel Tice, the ultimate scrub, scrub and dub dub. I hey, hate he, Daniel Tice a bull, with a former bull. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hate him with a passion. You better pick his under every game. Both of there's, you two. There's a reason behind Logan's hatred. One day he made a uh, a 15 leg parlay, 14 legs hit, and oh, Daniel Tice was the lone leg that did not hit. And uh, I don't remember what the payout oh, for it was, it was, but it was thirty five hundred dollars. I would have won. <laughs> I would have won over three grand. Oh. <laughs> Big deal. Yeah, he's uh. So when I texted him because I took Daniel Tice's under what on Sunday. And I texted him, sorry, I'm taking Tice's under, and he was all in on it. <laughs> hate I love him, it. hate him. <laughs> my, my kind of thought process for that series is I would love if it goes seven games. It kind of puts me in a predicament because one side, I never root for Boston sports. It's kind of – I'm not from New York, but that's where my family is, and so I normally root where family's from. So I root for all New York teams. So naturally, you know, we're rooting against all Boston teams. But on the other side, I've, I feel like I, I'm okay if the Nets kind of advance farther than they did last year solely because of, you know, they – they don't feel as stacked as they did last year when they had Harden, Kyrie, and uh, and Durant, obviously. But I, I don't know. I feel myself rooting for the Celtics solely. I don't know. I just – I really don't have a reason for rooting for them. But I could see the Nets pulling off. What I'm really curious is how – how if and how uh, Ben Simmons shifts the series. If Ben Simmons returns. But ben Simmons, I mean, he's been – I don't know. Pre- like preparing a return for like nine years, it feels like. It's like every game or like – he could return, and then he's like, no. And so I, I don't know what he does. It would be interesting if he returns. But I think they're saying like game four or something like that. I don't know if that – do you think that would mess up the chemistry for the whole team? I mean, they don't really need this, anyone to help score in the ball. And they got Durant and Kyrie going out there and dropping 60 combined every night. But I don't know how he shakes up the series. 
Um, so I definitely don't think that he hurts. Um, I know that there's a lot of people saying, you know, don't put him in just because, um, he hasn't played all year, um, which totally makes sense from an outsider perspective. But when you look at the makeup of that team, and if you watch that game versus Boston and game one, if you look at like some of the, even, even if you look at the box score, nobody was really shooting or scoring the ball outside of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. They basically just put the ball in their hands and they said, everybody else just kind of get out of the way. And I think that they would do a similar thing with Ben Simmons. Um, and they run Andre Drummond and Andre Drummond obviously can't shoot. So I think if he played more of like a small ball five, I really don't think that he would have too much of an impact on it. And I think truly, he would help out on their defense a lot because, like I said earlier, I think that's one of the huge things that they lack is defense. And, you know, regardless of if you've played or not all year, regardless of if you have chemistry, one thing that's not going to matter is if you play good defense, it's only going to help the team. Regardless of if you don't shoot the entire series, as long as you play good defense, it's not going to matter because Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are getting 75 percent of the shots so him being on the floor helping on defense is not really going to matter to my to me at least i feel you on that and i know you're going to feel you're going to understand where i come from in this comment from a personal experience i think bruce brown's trash (laughs) oh my god bruce brown (laughs) hurt me so bad man i was i was actually so confident in that play because dude's been hooping and literally for the past like past like five or six games i don't remember exactly how many but all he had to do was score 14 and he shot like three times I'm like, Dude, what <laughs> are you that, that was a tough beat, that was such a tough beat. no i i honestly i never i hate bruce brown i, I i'm curious i don't know what he does the rest of the series because that could have been a one game sample size now i don't think he helped his chances when he talked a lot of smack after their series win or in their plan talked a lot of smack about the celtics and saying their defense wasn't as good without robert williams and all this stuff like he was asking to get clamped up and just say yeah. no so i should have read into that storyline a little bit more and said yeah no they're not letting bruce brown beat them out of all people like make make durant or Kyrie beach and you're not you're not losing to bruce brown at the end of the day but <laughs> <laughs> i just uh i felt bad for you because yeah i didn't hate the play it's just there's certain people I refuse to bet overs on, and there's one of them would be Bruce Brown. Another would be Jonas Valanciunas. Hate that guy with a passion. And Basley. Uh, uh, Basley, yeah, Basley. <laughs> Basley's a he's a common guy that we take as under. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone else that I normally hammer their unders. Hmm. I can't think Rand- of any. Rand- Randall should get some unders. Julius Randle, he's a COS Hall of Famer, man. But yes, I agree. He normally get, he gets unders at home, but he won't be at Madison Square Garden next year, so we don't have to worry about that. No, that's he'll, he will be. <laughs> maybe on maybe when he's on the road with his new team. And no, keep and and please extend Fournier. I want I want <laughs> I want Fournier in a Knicks uniform for as long as possible. Also, keep Kimba. That was a, that was a great. That was yeah, a great that was movie. A great signing. Uh, speaking of overrated players. Um, King Sanders, who do you think is the most overrated player in the NBA? It's a spicy wow. question. It's it could lead to some hot takes, some people in the comments getting angry. Ooh. But I'm curious if you have anyone off the top of your head that you think, you know, I, I think he's a little bit overrated. Wow. We'll, we'll flame you on here if you give us someone disrespectful. Yeah. You better not say Kevin Love, or you're gonna really spark Logan. <laughs> he might blow a gasket. Um whew, wow, that is a very heated question. Um, I will probably get a tremendous amount of hate for this one and i will own up to it i will own up to it um okay here we go so i think a very overrated player in my personal opinion is Kawhi leonard um i know that's a super super hot take um because everyone views him as like a top 10 player in the nba um but personally for me i do think that he is a great two-way player but i just don't think he should be as high as he should be Um, If you look at the teams that he was on when it comes to like the Spurs, the Spurs played absolutely fantastic. Even without him the year afterwards, you look at the um, the Raptors, the team that, you know, he technically was on the championship team for once he came off of there, they were still, they still made a deep run in the playoffs. They were still really good without him. I'm not saying that he hurts the team because he definitely does. And he's still a great two-way player, but I just don't first, like, I don't consider him like, like a super high like best player in the nba like he doesn't even like come to mind when it comes to him um i think that he's still 
he's still good. He's still great. He's but he's just not. I'm just not as high on him as everyone else is. That's that's my hot take. That's that's extremely disrespectful. I'm not even going to lie to you. I want Kawhi to return from injury next year <laughs> on too. a scorched earth campaign for you. <laughs> no, I I want Kawhi Leonard back. I really do because if I think if Kawhi was back, I think they genuinely could have made a decent little run in the playoffs. But um, that one was just it's just one of those things that like whenever I'm watching it, I'm like. I just, I just don't know. I just don't know. And the fact that he's injured all the time really, really doesn't help either. And he rests when, for like half the games. It's so hard to play defense in modern day NBA. I mean, you've got all these players, you know, talking about it. Like, it's not that they don't try to play defense. It's just defense is so hard. So for somebody to have the the respect that Kawhi Leonard has on defense, I mean, you're really, you're really striking a chord with a lot of people because I think that's like his calling card. I mean, he's he's one of those rare players that you look at and said he can lock up, you know, most positions, you know, one through four ish, maybe, you know, any, any given night. I, oof, yeah, I know. that is hot. I do <laughs> think I do think I will give him this. I do think that he is the second best two way player in the league behind Giannis. But I just, when it comes to if I were to give out like like my top five NBA players. There's a lot of people that I know that put him in the top five. And personally for me, I just can't, I I can't allow myself to do that because I just, I see, so I see a lot of other players that are higher than him, but, um, but I'm not saying that he's not great because he is absolutely fantastic, but I just, I'm not as high on him as everyone else is. I I mean, I can see where your, your rationale is coming from. I mean, what is the, the quote, like your best, Ability is availability, and Kawhi Leonard has been a guy that struggled with injuries over the past five, you know, five plus ish seasons since his time with the Spurs. But I know there's a lot of people like Logan was saying that they are live and die by the Kawhi Leonard. Like they preach mm-hmm. that he's you know the best two way player in the league and all all this and that. But I can see where you're coming from. Like I don't I don't hate the call. Kawhi does. I don't know. It's an interesting one. I haven't mm-hmm. I didn't expect you to come with come with that high of a take, but. Look, we can't say anything against you. He can't prove you wrong because he's not playing until, you know, next October. So, hey, uh, also just expanding on your point, Austin, you said the best availability or yeah, the best ability is availability. How is your answer not Anthony Davis? Like, can, can I ask you how? Well, Anthony well Davis- for the record, I feel like saying a guy like Anthony Davis to this question isn't really fair because you can say, well, you could look at this season and say, you know, I feel like he's he would be a very popular player. To answer this but i guess you could say i, mean, I don't know I, I guess a lot of people would have if i had asked you know a poll of 100 random bystanders i feel like anthony davis would be a very common answer so i respect the, the Kawhi leonard play but i can understand where you're coming from logan too yeah anthony davis came right to mind honestly when when you asked this question and Kawhi leonard not so much but look i mean <laughs> i need to i need to see i hope the comments uh grill king sanders alive that, oh, that's they will. I hope. they will they will <laughs> I, I've been having this. I've had this take um, for about like two years now. And as soon as I found out about, or as soon as I like had mentioned it, man, I've been getting flamed ever since. But I mean, I I don't know. It's it's seriously nothing against Kawhi. I do I do like Kawhi. I love he's hilarious. He's <laughs> he's genuinely a great two way player. Like I said, I think he's second best two way player behind Giannis. But I'm just not as high on him as everyone else is. That's Why not all. even his teammate Paul George? I mean, his that would have been an acceptable answer too. If you would have said PG, I would have said, "All right, fine." I, I like Paul George a PG lot. Gets I so like much Paul hate. George a lot, though. <laughs> yeah, PG gets a lot of hate in the press press just for you know his playoff performances in the past. I don't know, a couple of years, but he's been decent the past you know year and the past two playoffs. Granted, they only played you know two playing games, Logan. Well, if you, do you have anyone else besides Anthony Davis who, that comes to mind, or is he your number one? Anthony Davis came to mind as soon as he started talking injuries. I was like, oh yeah, hello, duh, Data <laughs> Davis. I mean, come on, he's never available. <laughs> like, it's it's tough to be good when you're not there. And I mean, Anthony Davis to me still like, I don't know. He yeah, he kind of like he he won the Mickey Mouse championship in the bubble. <laughs> Fine, okay, whatever. Um, still on the back of LeBron but I mean the other the other player though that came to mind and this is just because of like big market and how much damn money he's making Julius Randle I was like I never understood how and why he got what he got and I never understood how the Knicks thought this is this is a guy we can build around but you know what good for him secure the bag man that's that's all I can say 
Yeah, I can understand that. I feel like Randall will be a popular answer. And, you know, he was decent after, you know, post-All-Star break once. So he was the only guy left on the Knicks in terms of scoring. I was trying to think of my answer and who I'd say. Because there's a couple people that I think are a little bit overrated. Um, I could attack your Bulls and say Zach Levine. Go but I think it. that's a – I think – I don't think he's necessarily healthy right now. So I don't really want to attack him because I really don't think he's 100%. Obviously, I think he's a below-average defender. I don't think his chemistry fits with DeMar DeRozan too well. Now, they're both great in their own regard, in my opinion. Like, they're both very good scorers. There's a reason, you know, Levine averaged, what, 30 points per game last year. He was insane. Granted, it was a lot more volume. And that's why I don't really want to attack him too much just because I don't – like, I watched – I mean, you watched your Bulls games, and I swear the fourth quarter, whatever Zach Levine's point total is after the third – that's what he's ending with. Because Mario DeRozan does not pass it in the fourth quarter. And I, I learned that the hard way when I had Levine's over. And I'm like, I just need two points. And he doesn't get touched the rock in the fourth. So I don't really want to blame him a whole, a whole, whole lot. I mean, it's not really his fault. Yeah, no, I, I, if you were to say Zach Levine, I really couldn't back it um, and say like, no, there's no way. Um, because I mean, for me personally, just because I've watched him so much, I do think he's a really good player. Um, but at the same, and he's obviously the star of the team. I guess now, kind of the secondary star behind DeRozan, but it's kind of like more like one A, one B. But um, the problem with Zach is like he really was injured for like most of the year, and that was just the story of the Bulls. Really, I mean, we were injured from the we started off the year in the preseason games Patrick Williams gets injured then shortly after that um, Caruso gets injured and Lonzo gets injured and it was just yeah. one after another and Zach Levine was injured for three-fourths of the year um, and I think that it's a little different because he I mean Zach Levine stayed here with Chicago despite being a upper echelon player I would say like he, he I'm not gonna say he's like you know like a great like superstar player, but I would say he's like a star. Um, and the fact that he did stay in Chicago is kind of crazy to me because I wasn't expecting it. I figured that he would probably leave, especially after having um, a couple of really good seasons here for us. But um, I don't know. I'm really worried about this off season because I think he's going to leave, but I guess we'll have to see. Yeah. the uh, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. Another guy that came to mind and, uh, this might be going on low-hanging fruit. I don't really know. Um, Donovan Mitchell. And I think mm. he might be a future. He might be a New York Knick by the end of this offseason. Who knows? I, I don't think so. The Knicks don't get good players. And I still do think he's really good. I just think he's like a guy. It's kind of like Levine that I don't necessarily know how much he makes his team better. Um, now, he'll get you his. I mean, he scored, what, 32 and 34 points in the postseason so far. It ain't efficient. It's like 29 and 28 field goal attempts. And it's a guy that doesn't play a lot of defense. Like I was just watching a couple reruns of Jalen Brunson basically doing one move, and then he's past Donovan Mitchell in the paint, and then he passing it to Maxi Kluber, who's knocking down 45 threes in a single game. So I I think Spida is good. I just don't think he's as you know good as people might think he is. Now he's a great offensive player, but as you guys know, it's it's hard to win in the postseason if you're not playing a lick of defense. Just ask the Brooklyn Nets that you're. It's it's hard to outscore a team, especially when he's literally their only scorer. And uh, they got you know Bojan Bogdanovic decent, Mike Conley decent, Rudy Gobert might get you three points a game if you're lucky. Um, I don't know. I don't want to roast the Jazz too much though. The only other players, really quick before we go any further, the only other players that did come to mind. I have never been a Westbrook guy from a long time ago. Um, like even you know right after they lost the in the finals. Um, ever since then, I truthfully have never been a Westbrook guy. Um, and it was mostly just because he couldn't shoot. Um, but to be fair, it might've been a little bit of hatred at one point in time. I will say that way before he was on Brooklyn, um, my favorite player in the NBA was James Harden. Um, uh, but this was like Houston, James Harden was, he was my favorite player. Um, and it was like, you know, shortly after he got traded there, he really blossomed into a superstar. And so it could it have been that maybe, but I've never really been a big Westbrook guy either. I think that he, despite him playing hard all the time and everything, he still doesn't play defense. He still can't shoot. Um, and so regardless of how hard he plays, it's not going to matter if you can't put the ball in the basket. So I don't know. 
Yeah, I feel like Westbrook's like an acquired taste. Like you either love him or you hate him, and or you just don't think he's all that good. And I feel like when I was growing up, I kind of got into the basketball, like watched a little bit more during those Thunder days when you know they were really good with Durant um, and Westbrook, and obviously Harden was there for a couple of years. And I really love that team, and I still think Russell Westbrook's a solid player. It stinks kind of how the fallout happened with la this year because now everyone thinks you know he's the worst player in the nba when he's far from that he's still you know a good player that a lot of teams would be lucky to have but i can understand where you're coming from because yeah he's it's it's rough when you've been in the league for as long as he has and you still can't you know knock down a reliable jump shot i mean we look at guys that enter the league and in shoot well like alonzo ball kind of thing who we've been talking about he yep the shot was shooting like 40 something percent this year from three it's not like westbrook's being guarded it's not like he's shooting contested steph curry threes where they got people diving underneath his legs and all that, he's more or less wide open. So right. I respect the pick. The, I, I can understand. The only other the only other thing that I would say is that I think a thing that could make Westbrook better would be if they developed the team differently around him. I do think that if he was on a team that mostly just played like five out offense or maybe had like a Miles Turner type center that could really stretch the floor I, and just let him do his thing whenever he drives in, Okay, maybe, but um, I just think that in the system that the Lakers did have, unfortunately, they didn't have a whole lot of shooting, and so that really showed this year. But I, yeah, I get what you're saying. I don't think he's a bad player at all, but I'm. I just think that unfortunately, the system that he's in is not the best. What <laughs> so. do you think about like uh, LeBron James at center? <laughs> <laughs> that was an interesting. Uh, that was an interesting time. Um, he had to play it though. I mean, Anthony Davis wasn't playing, so I mean, yeah, somebody yeah. had to do well, it. Dwight Howard was shooting threes this year. What do you have against yeah. Dwight's that perimeter? <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. One every twelve games, but you know, whatever. Yeah, works. he was the wild one. Um, Logan, you had a question for King Sanders. I know he had two, but save your second one for the end. Um, okay, so I I do kind of want to talk a little bit about baseball. And uh, I need to know, are you Nerfy or Yerfy? Oh, oh. So, I mean. You got to be careful with this one. Haven't been, haven't been watching a lot, of, a lot of baseball until this year. This was the first year that I really dived into it. But you guys, you guys get so excited about it in the beginning. And the, whenever I watch the videos in the morning, I have to root for Nerfy. I mean, it's, it's always been Nerfy. It was always Nerfy. <laughs> it was always nerfy this is nerfy nation get out of right. here with your get that trash out of here take that to some other channel that bets your fees not us <laughs> logan takes it personal because we last year when he was doing the video solo i swear he got a trillion comments like why do you never bet a nerf or your fee why are you in you know, a blah 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 and logan was like please leave me alone <laughs> yeah i i I was just constantly under fire uh, from Yerfi Nation, and they're like, you know, Yerfis are profitable too. I'm like, get out, like stop. You gave him like the Kyrie treatment, where you're just like, (laughs) yep, exactly, exactly. But you made the right decision there. Yeah, no, that was that was great. You get to stay on the channel. You were an ally of calling our shot. Now, the the other question I had, it was it pertained to baseball as well because we are in the baseball you know season. What would be your walk-up song? I I, I have to oh. know. Wow, my walk-up song. Yeah. Um, oh, I can man. answer first if you want to hear my answer. Yes, go ahead. Um, go ahead. I feel like I've watched the movie Benchwarmers so many times, and I swear that I love the Gasolina uh, song, so I'd probably <laughs> have that as my walk-up for the uh, – at least for the first start of uh, – first couple at-bats, the – the gasolina that's what i don't know who who plays the guy that's like i'm 12 years old that's his nickname or that's his walk-up song so um i think that would be my pick logan do you have a pick and then we'll go back to king sanders um i'm i i, I think for the memes how about baby shark that i, 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 <laughs> I love it love I, it i just i want the whole stadium to be like oh this guy like when, <laughs> oh, when, I, when i come up the bat so i uh, look, the police are arresting me for that pick. You know, you can hear the that, was, that was clearly, clearly out of out of bounds. But uh, yeah, <laughs> baby shark. You you Love could it. throw off the pitcher with that. That could be mind games. So exactly. maybe he has kids. Maybe he has kids, and that gives him PTSD. He's like, oh gosh. I'm sure. I'm sure Robbie Ray and his tight ass pants uh, would, would, uh, would love dancing to, to, to some baby shark when I come up to bat. How about that? I love it. I love it. I would say for me. It would have to be something that would get me that, that would really, you know, like get me in, in the in the mood to actually absolutely just crush a baseball. So I would probably go 
I'd probably go the drum solo out of In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. Mm-hmm. I I, like I, I think that's what I'd do. You know, it, it everyone knows it. Everyone knows what it is. And it would just get you, it would just get you, you know, hyped up. It would get you ready to go. So that's what I'd roll with. I, I like yeah. that. I like that's, that. That's a, that's a re- yeah, that's a really solid answer. You can tell a lot about somebody by the walk-up song that they pick. Like Bryce Harper, his is um, money, 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 money. Like, <laughs> like that makes so much sense because that's literally all he cares about is, is money and cash in the paycheck. He can go, he can go bad 0 for 4. He doesn't care because he's taking home the, the paycheck at the end of the day. So it makes a lot of sense. Logan says this as he's going to a Phillies game this week. I am going to, yeah. <laughs> I know. Hey, look, they, they booed him the last time I was there after going over for 4, so I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I did see videos about that. <laughs> yeah. It, something. The Philly fan are ruthless, so just FYI. Yeah, you but, can speak from experience, Logan, you know, just from going yeah, to their yeah. events that, uh, yeah, they're uh, they're a rough bunch to kind of win. Uh, ben Simmons, he can, he can talk about it, too. Yeah, get out. Get out, Ben. We don't know <laughs> who you are. <laughs> Um, but that was all the questions we had. Do you have anything uh, you want to ask us or anything else you would like to chat about? Um, do you have a, a, I guess we could talk about your bears for a little bit. What is your kind of outlook on this, on this season with, with a new head coach, a new, you know, Justin Fields under a second kind of season. And then I believe you guys have a decent draft pick. I don't remember. I gotta be honest. I really have no idea what our draft pick is. Um, we, I'm so nervous. Um, I don't think it's going to be a very good year. Um, I think I will be more so just watching a game at, like every other Sunday. Um, and as Watch opposed to zone. just, yeah, um, I'm, I'm pretty nervous. I don't get me wrong. I do think that Justin Fields is a good quarterback. I really do. But I do think that they're using him wrong. Um, I think that he could be so much more if they would let him be, more of a scrambling QB um, or maybe more of like a, like more of like a, like a short pass, sort of like a short threat type of type of quarterback, as opposed to the plays that we ran, were like throwing it. Like, like if you watch a lot of our plays, we ran a lot of plays from the middle of the field and it, it's just not going to, I mean, he's, he's not a deadly accurate quarterback. He, he's got a huge build and he can run like crazy. So why would we not, implement that why don't we you know get some scrambles out to the right you know let him let him do his thing he did that a lot back in college I don't know why we're just going away from it I think that hopefully hopefully some coaching changes will be nice for the team and hopefully we can get him right because I do think he has potential especially with his frame and everything but I'm really nervous. I'm really nervous to say the least. I mean, we all are kind of in the same boat. I got Zach Wilson head of my team. Logan's gonna have Baker Mayfield in a couple weeks. So. Hey, oh, 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 oh no, no, I don't want. I, I didn't know how that. No, no, absolutely not. No, but if Baker if Baker goes to Carolina, we're gonna have an emergency podcast where I just vent for 20 minutes about how in the dump. We'll get Robbie Anderson on the pod at that moment. Yes, if you don't know Robbie Anderson's distaste for Baker Mayfield, he's flat out just will tell you on social media he doesn't want him. Which okay, fine, <laughs> respect Robbie. Tip of the cap. Uh, I saw but, I saw Ben McAdoo. Isn't that your new offensive coordinator? I saw he had a press conference. I think today, yeah. and in that press conference, they asked him, you know, who's the starting quarterback, and then he said Sam Darnold, and then like a minute later, he was like. <laughs> Oh wait, I wasn't supposed to tell you anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, let, let's just say uh, whatever Carolina's win total is, I'm taking the under this year, and it's just a it's a heart bet. Like I, <laughs> I, I just I, I don't have any faith in in Ben McAdoo, the failed Giants coach. Uh, he clearly, he clearly didn't learn anything about handling the media in New York. I mean, how how are you going to commit to a quarterback here in in April? Uh, especially one that that stunk it up for a good part of the year. So I mean, unless maybe, maybe Ben McAdoo has seen some drastic improvement from Sam Darnold in the offseason that I had didn't even know was possible. <laughs> yeah, I have. I didn't. I haven't seen. A, I know Sam Darnold. I've watched him plenty. So uh, you enjoy yes, that. Man. Hopefully, you get a second year with him. Um, a second useless year. Um, hey. But I'll be rooting for you, man. I don't. I don't root against your team. I don't root against the Bears either. One of our good friends, Jeremy, is a Bears fan too. So. We we have no animosity in this uh, three way call. Yeah, yeah. The, oh, the Bears. Sanders just hates the Jets or something. Then, no, then we have some, I, then we have some beef. No, absolutely not, absolutely not. I uh, 
I really I can't say that I genuinely hate any NFL teams. I mean, the, I, I know I'm supposed to hate the Packers because I'm a Bears fan, but I really can't say that I do because Aaron Rodgers is just an absolute stud. Despite all the drama and BS that he you know does off off camera, um, he he's actually a really good quarterback, and it's kind of hard to hate that team. Um, it might be different now that you know Devontae's gone, but um, I still think that it's just. Like it, it, you really can't hate Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. So no, I, yeah. I'm in like the same boat as you. Like I, I used to hate Brady because obviously Jets hate the Patriots. And now that you know, I live in Tampa now. Now Brady's here, and I'm like, all right, bet. I'm a big Brady <laughs> fan now. I got a, I got a Bucks shirt. Um, I got, I'm, all, I'm all aboard. Uh, yeah. Why not? What could go yeah. wrong? I still hate the uh, Patriots, so don't give it, it, don't get it twisted. Aaron Rodgers is so hateable. You've shocked me as a, as a Bears fan that that you don't have a despise that you don't hate the Packers, right? It's it, that's that's shocking to me if I'm if I'm going to be honest. I mean, Aaron Rodgers embraced such a villain role last year, and for for you to say, yeah, he, he is what he is, I'm like, wow, okay, maybe you're. Maybe you're not really a Bears fan. Hmm. Maybe you're a Vikings <laughs> fan. Are you a Vikings fan or a Lions fan? What, what's going no, on here? You watch the USFL. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a USFL watcher. I think that's what we found out in this podcast. That's it. You got me. <laughs> yeah. um, but that is all we have for this uh, this week's edition of the weekly podcast. King Sanders, we appreciate you for coming on to the podcast. Um, yeah, we can't thank you enough. So thank you again. We'll put his link at the top of the description. So definitely go check it out. You have any closing words for the people? Um, no, not really. Um, I'm about to, you know, tune out here, go watch some NBA basketball and hopefully, hopefully we can get some winners, but I did just want to go ahead and say thank you guys. It's been really fun to just talk for the last, you know, 50 minutes or so really get to know you guys. I, like I said, you guys are one of my first inspirations, not to, not to, you know, be all mushy gushy, but truthfully, you guys were one of my first inspirations. So I really do appreciate everything that you guys have done and truly made me into kind of who i am today so thank you guys we appreciate you as always thank you again for doing your your work for the community they definitely appreciate it even though some people you know might not sound like it in your comment section i'm sure but <laughs> we appreciate you for tuning in to the weekly podcast we'll be live next we'll have another one next wednesday we have another special guest lined up but definitely let us know in the comments who you guys want to see in a, in the next future weeks and we'll uh, we'll try our best to get them on the podcast but from austin from logan from king sanders special guest we're signing out we'll see you guys again next week